Hello and welcome to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. What's going on, Alex? You entrusted me to, to handle the rundown for one day and um, I don't know. There's a lot of things in here. There's a lot of things in here um, yeah, for the show I'm preparing. This is like walking up to a buffet. Like, I don't even know where to start. You know, uh, the items are spread out all over the place. Mm. Like, you know, do we get the sushi first? You know, get some wings. I feel like the X-Man right now. rice. Shouts yeah. to the X-Man for people who listen yeah, to the Yeah, shouts to the X. Uh, also, big snowstorm happening outside. So for anyone going outside, yeah. please uh, dress accordingly. Um, um, someone pointed out that every single time the Raptors have been on long road trips, the, the, the Toronto weather has has dumped a, a huge pile of snow. Oh, okay. So regardless of if they're here or not, the season has been miserable is what, uh, you're, is, is that what you're saying? Come on, come yeah. on. No, I'm just thinking of the Raptors right now. They're probably chilling in LA. I saw them doing... Uh... Better not be chilling that hard. Okay, all right, man. Um... <laughs> all right, Nick Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I saw them at practice, you know, talking uh, with reporters yesterday, a yeah. whole 14-minute scrum about officiating. Right, um, right, right. You know, nobody really took the bait this time. And yeah. um, no, I'm pretty sure that was Rico's gym. I'm pretty sure that was oh, the damn. UCLA gym that they, they worked out at. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're definitely in a better place. But for now, I'm looking outside. I can see, you know, just outside here. Um, I believe that's Huntley Street. And um, oh, okay. yeah, it, it looks like a snow globe outside. So yeah, it looks uh, it looks beautiful. Yeah, no, they're at practice. Lots of practices for the Raptors. Oh this yeah, yeah. there's a big difference between um, their approaches from previous years. Like, when, when, remember the championship season? Like, literally, we would always get uh, a text from Raptors PR or at least a tweet, um, which mm. I have on text alert, where it'll be like, you know, practice is called for tomorrow. Um, you know, mm. 4 11 uh, 30, uh, please arrive by 12. And then, like, two hours later, it'd always be like, no, just kidding. Practice is canceled. <laughs> Shoot around is canceled, which I didn't yeah. mind. Like, I actually kind of yeah. like that. And it now, worked. No, now it's like, no, yeah. we, they're practicing any chance that they get, yeah. unless it's like off a of back to back, which, like, I don't think. They're the not NBA allowed. allowed yeah, they're actually not allowed. Other than that, they're practicing all the time. And look, listen, they need to, man. What else are you going to be doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's what, 14 games left in the season? Like, right. let's go. Let's build these positive habits. Um, <laughs> it's never too late. It's, it's never too late. Even with uh, one month left in the season, it, it it's might not be too late. late. It might be uh, too late. Um, yeah. No, you mentioned practice. So it was an update on, on Fred Van Vliet, which we talked about yep. yesterday. So Fred was one of the players who spoke at practice, and a day later he did cool down a little bit. Uh, here's what Fred had to say about his comments about Ben Taylor. A lot of support, obviously. You know, I think I'm um, speaking for a lot of guys. Uh, not, you know, obviously I was frustrated, you know, emotional, but um, there's a lot of people that feel that way. And, um, you know, hopefully going forward, we see some, you know, change for the better, for the game. You know what I'm saying? It's really just about the betterment of the game. And, um, you know, it was a little emotional, like I said, a tough loss. and. Things not going our way, so um, caught, got caught up in the moment a little bit. But, you know, you live and you learn, you move on. It came out authentic. It came out, you know, in real time. Um, you know, I wouldn't have done that if I felt like I had another option or outlet. I, I felt like I've exhausted my options, you know, this season on uh, many different occasions. And, um, you know, it was just one of those things. I'm human, you know. And um, You'll see me make mistakes in real time and, and make things that, you know, is not always perfect, uh, a little unprofessional from, from my standard. Uh, so, you know, it's unfortunate, but it happened. You know, you got to live and learn. So $30,000 fine yeah. from the NBA that was announced yesterday. Uh, thoughts on the um, fine? 
I, I, I th- I'm not too surprised by by the amount. Um, mm. I, I think it was interesting because there was so much reaction the night that it happened and the morning after of like, yo, Fred really went in on the ref and he mm. named him and he swore and it's like maybe he'll get suspended. And I was like, suspension seemed a bit. No, that would have been a little bit. This is too not how much. this thing goes. Like, yeah. Like first off, there's rules for all of this, and, and second mm. of all, like, yo, there's a players' union. And, and like mm-hmm. you can't just like suspend a guy just because he did this. Um, no, I mean I think in thinking back on it, like even even when when you described it as cool down, I don't think Fred was like heated necessarily. I think he was just sort of like he came out and and really just delivered like a pretty clear message, right? And and look, we'll see how it moves on going forward. I was listening to the practice, and most of the questions were like, "So you've put a target on your back now. Do you think this is going to change how you're officiated?" Mm. Um, and, uh, I think they both, both Nick and, um, and Fred kind of sidestepped that question, but look, I mean, it will be interesting to see how it goes. Right. Because, you know, um, could be a little vindictive. You think it'll have sometimes. a negative impact? Well, I mean, I guess the argument is like, if they already feel like they're getting the, the short end of the stick, then right. you're going to get none of the stick. How does that, how does that analogy work? By the uh, way, I don't yeah. even understand that. No, one. but I guess on the flip side, it would be, you know, yeah. now, now that this has been such a publicized incident you know maybe when it comes to ben taylor or some of these other refs that you know they're, they're not going to want to get involved in something like this again right because i mean the main I mean, thing for fred that was complaining about the stats that came out that we we're talking about yesterday was that a lot of the technicals that he received this year was in the games that mm-hmm. like you know ben taylor officiated and he was the one that was handing out the text and i'm sure like when the nba sat down and reviewed it um, you know, after having like a six-hour meeting about the John Morant situation, they're like, "Oh, <laughs> yo, the like, has been busy, man." <laughs> Adam Silver's like, "Yo, anything else?" Adam Silver's like, "Anything else before I leave to <laughs> yeah. Disney?" Actually, do you know Ben Taylor? Are you familiar with Ben Taylor's game? Nah, because this has taken place. You know, like, Adam Silver's got one foot out the door. Right? <laughs> this guy's ready to take over <laughs> uh, to the Disney Star Wars franchise. So wild, I wasn't really familiar with your game. He's Yo, good. We weren't familiar with Adam Silver's game. This guy's like, yeah, this that's cool, man. This guy's going to run Marvel, man. No, Job pulled out the stick and he was like, I'm leaving. He's <laughs> going to be working with Simu Lu on Shang-Chi 3. <laughs> like, what a career like, no, swerve. I'd rather, I'd rather <laughs> boss Simu He's like, how do we introduce the X-Men in 2026 into the MCU? Well, he's going to um, put himself as Magneto first off. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, happy uh, Friday. But yeah, yeah. I don't... I don't I don't feel like no, um, I don't. Yeah, producer Derek Brandeo mentioned to us Professor X is is a bald guy. So I don't. Will, I don't okay. watch comics. Stick to anime. Um, I do watch anime though. Uh, but I don't think there's gonna be like repercussions or negative impact. No, I mean I, I, I think, think people listen. You know, the they said their piece. Okay, the fine was made, and we'll I move on. Yeah, yeah, I feel like move on. I feel like the league probably reviewed it and said that like Fred wasn't really like he was speaking out of turn, but there was facts behind what he was complaining about. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Versus just coming out and like accusing the refs of like rigging a game or something like that. Yeah. Which is a whole different thing. Um, no, I, I think I am looking forward to um, assessing sort of the Raptors performance as well, because look, mm. I, I think in the Denver game, um, obviously there was such a strong focus and it was in a very pivotal moment, mm. right? Uh, where, where Scott Foster made his call. And then in this past game, you know, it was so much discussion about the officials, obviously because, you know, Fred named the official, you know, yeah. and called it out. And it was a unique situation. <laughs> he really said their names are. His name no, he is. really said his, his name, name is. is. Yeah. You know what? Good for you, Fred. Um, also, shout out the name Ben Taylor. You know, a lot of people named Ben Taylor. 
There's well, also the famous YouTuber thinking basketball is, is oh, Ben Taylor. Oh, that's right. No, but the thing is... And there's um, also the artist, Ben Taylor, who, yeah. who plays guitar and sings and stuff. And you know who recommended guys. Ben Taylor, the, the podcaster, to me? Um, you wouldn't be surprised. Joel Fon, yeah. Oh. He's like, you should definitely check this out. Yeah, yeah he's like, he's like a, the, you, you know how for, the, for bloggers, Zach Lowe is like the mm. god? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's for YouTubers. Oh, is that right? Ben okay. Taylor is the god. Then who are you the god to? Yeah. Uh, just Asians in Toronto <laughs> just who Asian, like basketball. Yo, just the I'm not even kidding, man. That's, just that's Marco, really, that's yo, it. His name's ringing out on Highway 7, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to rename a street after you. I mean, yo, yo, ma. Chairman Lou. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Jack got fired today. Shout out to Brandeo. Shout out to No, yo, yo, ma has a lane downtown, so. He does? Know? Yeah. So it's, wait, uh, so it's hold near on. Queen's Key, yeah. So wait, I'll wait, take no, a photo for you next no. time. It's near oh. our Tuesday ball run. Oh, yeah. in the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like in that garden. area. Yeah, oh, the music garden. Yeah, the music okay, garden. That's yeah. nice. So maybe, wow. maybe so, they, they can put you somewhere. Yeah. No, that's wild. Imagine you're just driving around and Waze is just like, all right, take a left on Yo Yo Ma. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, anyway. Uh, it's like, turn left on uh, Willu Boulevard. No, we um, don't need that. What um, were we talking about? Yeah. We're talking about the fact Friday that I think that so much focus has been on the officiating that like yes. it's taken the onus off of sort of their play. Right, right, right. Yes. And I think that, I mean, for me, in the Denver game, it was pretty clear to me. I mean, like, look, the Raptors didn't close out strong. I don't really expect the Raptors to close out strong because their history has is, is been pretty poor in, in mm. these uh, fourth quarter leads. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's like we could have talked more about that. We could have talked more about just sort of like um, their focus over the balance of the game it wasn't strong enough to beat Denver. Which, yeah. by the way, Denver wasn't like playing at their best uh, by any means because the next game they played, they got rolled by the Bulls. Which right, at home, <laughs> thank you, Denver. Yeah. By the way, for making sure you beat the Raptors and then getting rolled by the team below the Raptors in the standings. Thank you. Um, and then even the LA game, they came out and played well. But I thought that there was a lot of good tactical adjustments that sort of happened within the course of the game between you know Ty Lue and Nick Nurse, who are two of the most creative coaches in the league, and. That swung a lot of the game, but again, so much of the focus again was on officiating. I think the discussion of the officiating is just like we can't really control it. It's not like it's going to change within what the Raptors can do. It's not like as interesting of a topic as compared uh, to, I, to I actual agree. hoop talk. I know? agree with you. Um, you know, I love hoop talk, and you know, I think if you look uh, at someone these, said Adam Silver's the one punch man. I'm <laughs> Yo, the one punch he gave was the Donald <laughs> Sterling when he did the lifetime suspension. And he's, been, life. and he's been dormant since. Um, but that, that, that earned his whole reputation, though. Sometimes no, you'll just need one play, man. Adam Silver's in his filler story arc right now, yeah. man. Um, no, it's like Kawhi hit the shot, and then he went to L.A. and did very little. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, nah, he's, he's still Kawhi, you know? Uh, That's Adam Silver, man. Good for him. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, hoop talk. You know, I think, I think these two games, I think you have a really good point in that even though coming out of the two games, the biggest topics was Scott Foster and Ben Taylor, Mm-hmm. Those are not the reasons why the Raptors lost the game. Like, do you look at those yeah. two incidents and say that's why the Raptors lost the game? Like, those I, are not the reasons why they lost the game. They no. lost the games because of all the things that you talked about, right? The attention to detail. Yeah. You know, the inability to to kind of close in the fourth quarter. And mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of those things you talk about, like adding Jakob Pertl at the trade deadline. And clearly we've seen an upgrade on the court, right? Yeah, for sure. But, you know, we're still not seeing all the other things that's been hurting them throughout the whole season. And I know you, you know, you watch the games, you rewatch the clips, you go through the specific plays, you see the way they, you know, struggle on transition defense. You see the way that certain guys can't execute, you know, offensive sets, um, you know, pick and rolls and things like that, setting <laughs> screens. On, no, on, but, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean, though? Like, uh, those are the fundamental things you need to to win games, especially when you're playing against 
the Denver's and and the Clippers, right? Yeah. Like it's nice to get wins against I don't know what are the teams that they've beaten recently, right? Like I don't know. It's nice to get a win in Detroit. It's not that hard. You can make a bunch of mistakes and probably still win, and they did. They hung on for those wins, over but that's Detroit what I'm too. saying, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's where I think. You know, when you're thinking about um, the Raptors moving forward, because I, I don't think that just the trade deadline this year was just about this year. I think mm. it was also about, you know, you, you bring in a guy like Jacoperto with the re- intention to re-sign him. Mm. And, you know, it's worth tracking sort of like how the team is doing since he's come here. And I think that him individually, he's done a lot of great things. And I think that that's really a brought balance to the team. But I do think that it's 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 put other players sort of out of place and they have to then find their new roles right mm-hmm. I, I think overall by the way i think it, it it is definitely an upgrade there's no way you watch these games and say like oh yak is not playing well for the raptors clearly he is right but mm-hmm. there are adjustments to be made elsewhere i think um i think for me the biggest thing is just him playing at center has now took center minutes away from precious and scotty playing at center right and both of those guys i would argue have had most of the success offensively especially playing at the center position this year mm-hmm. precious when he was starting in the, start, in the center spot before the trade deadline um even though the raptors weren't doing well he was playing much better and right now can him coming off the bench i just have i mean i've discussed this so much that i don't think that i really wanted like single him out as much but mm-hmm. at the same time that's been the weakest spot in the rotation for me and i think that he can play better on that front and then i think that like you know, okay, so Scotty's was playing at center was more of a compromise than anything else. Mm. Um, but he did at least perform well offensively. There were a lot of those games where we talked about it for like two or three games. He was like, okay, guys were like really sagging off of him, but then he found ways to counter that. And it brought this sort of like switchability to the Raptors defense. And, you know, I, I didn't think that that was, again, like a long term move. That was more of a short term compromise. But I thought he actually did play quite well in that month. I think January uh, was probably his best month of the season. Um, and he did play in that spot for a lot of it. Um, bringing Yak in has sort of like led these guys to sort of find more roles and more space around them. I think even for Pascal to some lesser degree, he's got to learn how to sort of um, play with that traditional center again. Clearly he knows how to play with Yak, but of late his performances have been a lot more quiet. Um, in that Clipper game, I thought it was interesting that the Raptors first off shot really poorly overall from the mid-range, but they had such a high volume of mid-range shots because the Clippers did a great job of not just having a Vika Zubac who was at the back there, and he obviously is, you know, the biggest man in the building most times, and he was clogging the lane, but also Mason Plumlee was clogging the lane, and mm-hmm. the Clippers did such a great job of collapsing the paint and taking away the lane, and even though the Raptors shot like 42% from three and made 14 threes, and, and that's way more than they usually do, um, the Raptors still weren't able to generate nearly enough offense because they couldn't get into the paint as much because of the fact that so many of their shots have had to be stopped short in the mid range. And that's where Scotty and Pascal were both missing a lot of their opportunities, mm. Gary as well. So you're seeing more mid range attempts because the paint is more clogged. So I, I think there's just more things for the team to sort of figure out. And I think that ideally you would figure those things out right now. And you take the positives that, that Yak is undeniably giving you. Mm. And you also learn how to play the rest of the offense around it. Um, but at the same time, like I think looking forward into the more long-term future when you're going to decide on which of these players are long-term keepers or not, I really do want to see how the rest of the season plays out in terms of how that fit can be managed. Is that more of a coaching issue right now in terms of just like we got to solve this or is it sort of like a structural inflexibility? Yeah, I I think that's really interesting because you look at the, the way they've tried to build their team the last two years and, you know, the whole vision six, nine thing. Like, they have not played with a traditional center like like Jakob, right? Like, for two yeah. years. So, you, so, you know, it, it's not a surprise to me that these are issues that they need to figure out on the fly. And obviously, they've got, like, what, the 15 games to, to, try, to, to, to try to figure out. I think Scotty 
where Scotty fits in, um, you know, with this team moving forward in terms of what position you want to put him in, to me is still the most interesting question. And probably that was the most interesting question coming into this season, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's probably, uh, you know, a lot of us, um, including ourselves, you know, that was hoping in, in a perfect world in year two, we're able to see uh, just a growth in his in his skill set. Um, especially on the offensive end mm-hmm. where you can see what the best positions are for him. Right. Like, yeah. Like okay. we talk so much about him, you know, potentially like he's, he, he likes to see himself as a, as a point guard. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, have we seen, have we seen enough, um, you know, from these two years so far to, to say that he's got the skill set to, to kind of take on a, a point guard role on this team with this roster. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we need to see it all now, but yeah, yeah. you know, but, but have we seen it? I mean, I think there he's clearly got vision. He clearly knows that right. he's he's got a lot of good passes in his in yeah. his locker, so to speak. That's what they say in, in footy. He's oh, got that in the not, locker. It's not the bag? No, no, no. In in, in soccer it's 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 what's in his locker, oh, not damn. not what's in his bag. Okay, okay. Um so he's got a lot of good passes in his locker. Yeah. I think that, you know, he's had a <laughs> lot of so I don't know, man. A, a lot of terms in, in, in the UK is different, but um you know, for for him, like yeah. the Raptors are clearly giving him that opportunity. I thought at the start of the season, mm-hmm. they really, really wanted to like their their ideal setup coming into the season yeah. when they were planning for it was like, okay, so Pascal's the number one, and then Scotty's kind of your number two, and then everyone else can kind of play off of that, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, asking that was to like, okay, Fred, you step aside and you play off ball. Of course, the plans got dashed like less than a month in. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, it got dashed the minute I think Pascal got hurt, right? Like five games Well, Pascal in. was playing great at the start of the season. Yeah. He gets hurt, and now it's like, okay, so who's going to now step up into the number one option? Ideally, yeah. you take your number two and you put him to number it's one. Back to Fred. But yeah. Fred then jumps to number one. Yeah. Scotty doesn't really take over as a number one in that stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, okay, whatever. It's not his fault. I, I think mm-hmm. it's just like that was the plan. So they had to sort of rejigger everything. Yeah. And then, you know, for a while they were starting Thad and Wancho, which I think is also just a very strange part of the season. But like for like two weeks, they just intentionally did this. Yeah. Did they ever and, pick up a nickname? No, it didn't pick up enough steam. Yeah. Come on, man. It's been tough this year. It's, it's been tough. They were the they were the most unselfish guys. Let's just say Netflix and chill. No, yeah, that's not yeah. good, man. <laughs> Come on. Like Netflix and Ice Tub, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Ice tough time machine. Um, uh, you know what? Not, uh, not terrible. Um, anyways, Lonzo's yeah, gone, so it doesn't matter. Then Gary was coming off the bench, and then Gary started, and then right. it was all that stuff, stuff about like, okay, OG's the most consistent guy, and he was the defensive player of the year yeah. candidate, and then all of a sudden he goes down, and he comes back, and yeah, it's just been a messy year. But the whole point of it, it was just like, okay, so who has really emerged after all of this? And I would still say Pascal is your number one guy, but now all of a sudden in the last like month maybe even month and a half now it's sort of been like pascal's 1a and then uh, and then fred is 1b mm-hmm. in terms of who has the ball the most yeah. and then scotty settled back into that third spot again yeah um and so do you think he's in that third spot though you don't put og there as well i feel like i think they feature og in terms of like they give him the ball in a position to score right more than they do so for scotty but at okay. the same time i think scotty has the ball in his hands to make that decision of who's going to score and mm. he very rarely chooses I'm going to score until probably the fourth quarter, usually when they're down. Right, right, right. right? Yeah, we so, see those bursts from him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay. you know, I still, to me, at the end of the season, I still feel confused about what the order is and what the order yes. is going forward. And so on that perspective, like, it's not too surprising the season has been where it is. And I, and I do sympathize with Nick, right? Because I think the, the front mm. office was pretty much fully 
in support of that plan of like promoting Scotty as a number two. Yeah. And you know, that didn't really materialize in that way. Mm-hmm. And so like if, if you're a coach like Nick and, and obviously the, the onus is you got to win every single game and, and that's the approach that he takes, then it's like, okay, I'm going to extend my starters minutes, which, you know, honestly it was the right decision at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go with whatever works for me, you know, in the, in the short term. And I do think that's Fred running more pick and rolls, which got him going again, pretty much around December. And he's been, pretty good from that point onwards from probably start of December or mid December onward. Mm-hmm. Um, that has gotten Fred going and, and maybe it's gone to the Raptors offense bet into a better place as well. But again, it, it still kind of contrasts with the the ultimate plan that they came into it with. So there's gotta be a lot of reevaluating at the end of the season. Like I, I know, I know Masai's favorite word is evaluating and I think that it's all gonna, win. Yeah. Win, well, when evaluating, well, when they yeah. lose, it's evaluating Patience. It's, it's, it's wins and evaluations, it's not <laughs> oh, wins and lessons. Man. God damn. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there there is going to be a lot to evaluate at the end of the season. Like, to me, when I watch the group, it looks like it fits more on paper, especially with Jakob coming in. Yeah. But it has led to other play, players having to accommodate and, and play different roles. And we'll see if they find those. But if they don't find those, again, like, the front office really has to make a decision with the roster in terms of, like, what is this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes mm-hmm. if, we, if you and I go on other teams' podcasts and we're like, as hey what's wrong with the Raptors this year we go on these like two three minute rants and then I'm just like at the end of the day it's very confusing it's not like this didn't work this didn't work this work therefore yeah, this it's, happened it's the whole thing is not functioning it's just is the thing right like the yeah. whole thing is not functioning it's a weird group man and I think the other thing too is so much talk about role definition coming into the season right and sure. the conversation that we're having right now it's like depending on who comes back next season, because obviously there's the free agency talks, there's OG trade talks, but like assuming that this is the group that comes back, do we need just more role definition? Like in terms of like, you're talking about the different roles that Scotty can play, you know what I mean? Or the different roles that Gary can play starting and coming off the bench, right? Like with the overall construction of it benefit from guys just being in these specific roles. I mean, I think role... Definition is definitely one thing, but I also think that like there's just certain things where guys have to improve their skill sets. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. for example, like um, it's, it's most notable with Pascal and Scotty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Pascal is more ahead of Scotty in terms of as a catch and shoot player, um, but at the same time, neither of them are consistent catch and shoot players. So like for example, you you play a lot of pick and rolls with Fred and Jakob right now, which is what the Raptors are doing offensively. Like that Denver game, that was the primary action, and they mm-hmm. they did it really well, and, and it, it worked for the offense. However, if that's your central action, then all of a sudden you're turning Pascal and Scotty into sort of off-ball guys who are catching and shooting. That's okay for a guy like OG, but those other those other two guys that's aren't not their really. Strength. That's not really putting yeah. them in the strength, right? So, yeah, but then yeah. it's like, okay, if we want to put, play Pascal ISO and get him the mismatch hunting, yeah. which you can also do that, right? Then other guys aren't really necessarily getting involved, and also the lane is much more clogged because of Yak being in the middle of it. So there's another defender coming to Pascal, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I think that. That was the case all season. It wasn't like the lane wasn't clogged when Scotty played center or right. it wasn't clogged when Precious played center. Yeah. But still, like, you know, th- there is sort of that sort of thing to go around. And then if it's like, okay, if we're going to let um, Scotty play point guard and, and sort of let him run everything, yeah. then, you know, he's obviously not generating enough chances um, for to, for himself to score as a point guard, which is what we see with most point guards in the modern NBA now. It also takes Fred out of their best spot. But the whole idea is just like you, you shift and focus on each individual guy and it sort of takes away from another guy. And that's sort of been the negotiating all season. Mm. That goes away when guys add more skills to their skill set. If Scotty right. became a much better shooter or if Pascal became so a much better shooter. Some of those problems go away. The pick and roll yeah. looks a lot better. Yeah, it goes right? away. You know what I mean? Or if they're like, or if, you know, again, 
I, I guess Yak can't really realistically become that better, much better of a shooter. But if they learn how to play better in terms of that tic-tac-toe passing in the front court, then all of a sudden it's not so bad that he's his man is always consistently in the lane. Um, and then I think that's that's more on the offensive end. I think on the defensive end, they also have to make some adjustments in terms, or not adjustments, but just evaluations in the season. Like, okay. Does it make sense to continue to play this like super all out aggressive style where if we don't essentially get a steal, mm-hmm. then we then we don't have a great defensive <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. identity. Like we know the Raptors are amazing at steals, amazing at deflections. Yeah, but you also on the flip side, you're just letting guys blow by you when you play in these tight games in the fourth quarter. And we've seen this. Yeah. Right. So like, is there a different way that we can reorient yeah. the defense? I don't think that's going to realistically happen in the last month of the year right now. Sure. But that's a more of a training camp next year yeah. thing. See what the person. So that, and that's why there's like still good like basketball reasons to continue watching the Raptors. And that's not me trying to sell the product. Trust me. I'll, I'll be very honest with you, right? The product is nasty, but mm. that's for me, like as a basketball fan, that's what I'm looking for with the Raptors going forward. Like how does all this sort of work together? And is there a way where all of them work together cohesively where they yeah. enhance their overall skill set mm-hmm. versus like, you know, right now where it feels like if we do this, then it takes away from this and this and this. Cause that was the whole, wasn't that the whole just like mission statement or just the core principle of this whole vision six, nine, by the way, approach. is vision six, nine dead? Well, I was going to ask you in that, like, so vision six, nine, the way I see it is like, you have obviously these wing guys, um, you know, with the wingspans and interchangeable parts. And you're supposed to be a very disruptive, uh, defensive group, right? Like, and then you just go from there. Um, if that's the premise of Vision 6-9, like they have not accomplished what they've wanted to in these two years, right? Outside of that little run in the second half of last season, right? Like, yeah. Because like, cause like yeah, sure. it's, it's, okay. not, it's not the point of this for the Raptors is to build a, a team that's a, one of the top defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. And then you would just fill in, hopefully fill in the gaps later in terms of like ball handling, shooting, all that stuff, right? But, like, they don't even have the one thing that they want to nail down, like, nail down right now. Yeah. Like, they're not a good defensive team. Yeah. Like, I mean, that that's right? first and foremost what they need like, to at do. At what point have we seen this vision actually, like, come to life on the court? No, I thought I thought it came to life last year. I think that's okay. where you and I but, disagree on But that what front, about this year, though? This year? I have no idea. You know what I mean, though? You know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, it like, doesn't why, make sense. It just why really has doesn't make sense. Been, why has not it, like, it hasn't manifested based on like what happened last year, the carryover, right? Yeah. And, and again, you probably get into a lot of like individual issues with that too. Right? Yeah. No, I, and, and that's where, you know, you still hear the overall reputation for the Raptors around the league is still being very positive, even though they've had this like disappointing yeah. season, right? We in the local market understand how disappointing it's been to see the Raptors and sort of how gut-wrenching some of those losses have been, mm-hmm. right? Once again, the Clippers game, another game where the Raptors were in it in the fourth quarter, yeah. but then they just ultimately collapsed. Although the Raptors started collapsing in the third quarter in the Clippers game. But, um, yeah, I mean, the reputation is still that, like, this is a team that you want, you don't want to see. Like, you know but is I mean? that like, true, though? Do you think the Raptors are a hard team to play against? No, because I think you right? can just wait for them to make mistakes. That's, that's the other part, But too, that's what I'm saying, like, though. So then what is the vision, then? Because um, the vision should start with that, right? Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's why, again, like, that's why Masai's got to reevaluate everything at the end of the season. <laughs> and it's I'm just, serious. And it's just like, again, we can talk so much about the talent, and we always talk about the individual talent on this team, and there's a lot of individual talent, but where's the kind of just the common drive and where's the commitment on those attention to details that gets you to win games? Yeah. We're losing that. We don't have that. Damn, this year. guy said we're losing recipes. <laughs> we're losing recipes. Yeah, we lost some recipes. No, this but year. that's true. that's the most frustrating part for me of watching this team this season. Is just that 
they've lost in the same ways over and over again. And they've lost making mistakes that you feel like based on the talent of this team that they shouldn't make. Yeah. I'm okay if you get outshot by like a Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving in a shootout or something just because you don't have enough talent. Mm-hmm. But I'm not okay when you're losing because you're not getting back on defense or you just have these lapses that, that just cost you games. And yeah. they've let so many games slip away. You know the rappers are disappointed when Alex is making legitimate well, basketball points about this, man. I've been, I've been forced I'm, I'm, into hoops talk, so I'm, I'm here. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, no, that, but, that's but, where we're at with the season. No, but I think collectively, like, there's just a lot of frustration with this team. And I think a lot of people are trying to, like, even the fans are trying to figure out. And and I think we've like, seen. Like, what are we latching onto? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that plus, like, I feel like that drives, like, a lot of finger pointing, too, right? Like, oh, oh there's been so much finger you know, pointing. You know, this like, year. It's oh, nasty. is it Fred? Is it who else? Who else has been toxic? Scotty? Scotty discussions. Scotty discussions. Fred discussions. I don't think Pascal has Pascal gotten a lot uh, of flag. No, he's been yeah. struggling lately, even so OG, he's, he's even, starting getting into even it now. OG, right? OG like, stuff. OG's gotten yeah. a lot of stuff. So uh, like, yeah. that's that's what I think is like triggering all of it because like it's very hard for anyone to just pinpoint one thing. It's just been like a collective failure if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, what if they win tonight, though? Against the Lakers? <laughs> what if they win tonight? Like I've said, here's yeah. what. I, okay, here's what I said after. <laughs> here's what I said after the trade deadline. You know, I wanted them to play a good week of basketball. Just play one solid week of basketball, right? Have, have they, they done that? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Oh, okay, let me pull up the Raptors. Have schedule. they okay. accomplished that? Mm. And it's know, a trade deadline. Okay. And I know. And I know Blake Murphy was in here on Tuesday and made a really yeah. good point that like the whole idea of like uh, a team playing really good for 48 full minutes every game, like that's not a thing. Right. Like teams are going to go through their lapses. But like how many consistent in a row games have you taken from the Raptors where you're like, you know what, regardless of the result, I'm happy with the process. I'm happy that they played well. What about in the week after the trade deadline? Yeah, we're going to start with a Utah collapse. So that's done. That was on a Friday. So technically <laughs> we got to dash that. OK, <laughs> the Raptors played uh, in the week of February the 13th yeah. on Tuesday, on Thursday, on Saturday. <laughs> Oh, and on Sunday, damn it! Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't even count. So I was gonna say the the Raptors did beat the Magic, the Pelicans, and the Pistons, but then unfortunately Sunday came and they got smacked by the Cavs. Right. So yes, you're actually right. The but Raptors even, have no, still for, not played a whole losses, good though. solid week of basketball. Was that Detroit game good basketball? No, no. But I mean, Fred was out. And... Sure, sure. Fred was out. Okay. So they can't. <laughs> like, so they sure. got they got to cling sure. onto a one point win over Mulligan. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> No, man, you're right. You're right. No, like they legit haven't played one solid week of basketball all season. And that's so disappointing when you talk man. about all the talent on this team. And I know it's been tough for you personally. Okay. All right. We got to keep that in perspective. <laughs> Actually, we have a topic about that uh, coming up on the other side of the break. Oh, but uh, yeah, we are going to take that break. I've been your host, Willu, and you've been listening to the Raptor show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out BetRivers yet? Download the BetRivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about BetRivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with BetRivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge the best blue jay show out there period blair and barker be sure to subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts welcome back 
to the Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Blue. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. Um, what are we talking about, Alex? Why am I seeing Orrin Weisfeld's name on here again? Oh, it's, uh, you know, we have Blake Murphy Tuesdays. You know, when Joseph Cacharo, Joe Wolfon come on, we have Pound the Rock Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Trying to do a little Orrin Weisfeld Fridays now. How where... many days off in a week do you <laughs> no, no, need? No, 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 no. This is not a day off, though. Oh, this is me okay. Got you. providing, uh, by the way, two is a good number. Um, But this is me providing uh, the best of Orrin Weisfeld social media each week right, on right, Friday. Right. No, because he is like, I mean, interesting cat. he's yeah. definitely part of the family. On he's part show. of the family. Yeah. He's definitely part of the family. He's a consigliere. Of, of the Raptor hey, show. Wait, I don't know about that. I, mean, I thought so, Cash was that. We got to oh, yeah, give him a different title, man. My bad, Cash. Um, um, so two great tweets from Oren this week. Wanted to get your thoughts. All right, and let's go. Context, this was during a Raptors game. Mm. Uh, number one, he asked, do they put MSG in Pringles? Uh, Goddamn, these things are addictive. Uh, MSG, an elite ingredient. Mm. I just have to say that first yeah, and foremost. The greatest okay. ingredient in the world. If you don't, If you're afraid of MSG... The most famous ingredient. That actually makes you racist. But let's just keep oh, going. Oh, God, God damn. No, look it it's up. Even it's Asian a real Heritage thing. Month. Oh, yeah, uh, no, it's it, true. It is for us every day. So, uh, um, no, but seriously, though, um, they probably do have MSG and Pringles, though, don't you think? Yeah. I would like taste like a little bit. And, like and Pringles it, are yeah. very addictive. I think just the, the you know, the way they construct the, the what is it, the box? Anyways. The cylinder? The cylinder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's stick to basketball. Uh, next up. No, I mean, a shout out to Pringles, man. That was my, that was my go-to, like. If you're at the airport, I always got myself a, a Oh, yeah? Those, those little ones, little cans? Yeah, just a little can. Yeah, because I know you you're know. not paying that airport oh, price. Yeah. Derek Brangale confirmed. has confirmed to there us that MSG. there is delicious, MSG delicious MSG. in Pringles. Oren yeah. and Doritos as well. Okay, right. Oren, you have beaten the allegations. Um, next one, he said, I think chocolate ice cream is better on its own, but vanilla is better mixed with literally anything. I.e. cookie and fruit. I'm not a huge fan of chocolate ice cream. See, the, the thing you got to understand with these Oren tweets is mm. that he'll tweet this, and then the next tweet will be like, Precious Tachua needs to do better on the pick and roll. <laughs> the stats are. Yeah, yeah. To, to truly appreciate these tweets. Or it'll be like, Nick to... says, Delano Banton is out with injury tonight. Like, <laughs> You need to read them sequentially to truly appreciate yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, no, I, I love uh, Neapolitan ice cream, which is the three fla- flavors, and uh, chocolate is my least favorite. So, Damn. yeah, so there we go. All right. <laughs> Or I mean, or Weisfeld Fridays has been canceled. Yeah, this is a break. Shots <laughs> <laughs> to Orange, but uh, tried so hard to involve Orange. I think chocolate ice cream uh, is better on its own, but vanilla <laughs> is better mixed with literally anything else—cookies, fruit, etc. Yeah. Do you actually mix your ice cream? I just eat the ice cream in it. No, like, just just the ice cream is good. No, the like the ala mode thing where they put it on the pies and stuff. I never understood that. I don't mind it with pie though. But I've never done it, that. It, First it off, when do you eat the... pie? <laughs> Okay, you don't just like eat pie at I home. mean, if I pull up to the media room and they're serving that in the free dessert area. That's different. And you yeah. never had an Alamo at the, at the, at the <laughs> arena, man. You know that. Um, Alamo. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, Orn, right. Orn uh, watch what you tweet, okay? Yeah, no more no consigliaries <laughs> for Orn, <laughs> Might end up on the Summer Jam screen. <laughs> You're not even the chef. Um, did you watch the Warriors and the Grizzlies? I did, yeah. So I had um, the chance to watch both um, TNT games last night. And Mm. got to say, the first game, very disappointing. Second game, awesome. Like watching the reigning champions play basketball against the number two seed in the Western Conference was a bad game. Watching the Knicks play mm. the Kings in in March was a of great experience. No, that was fun. I wish um, that was so good. I wish Jalen Brunson didn't have to leave the game in the second half. 
because I feel like that was headed towards a classic. Well, I, I think that almost helped him in a slight way just because I didn't think Jalen Brunson looked himself at all. Yeah, no, that's fair. So I think that's that was fair. just sort of more of a disruptive man, force. The shots to Josh Hart, though. My God, that for a guy who's like 6'3", he gets in there for a lot of offensive rebounds and made a lot of really, really quick, smart passes. No, low-key, great, uh, great trade, li- trade deadline acquisition for them. For like, for like what, a first-rounder? Well, the Knicks had the choices of, like, here's three fake first-rounders for OG, or oh, we yeah, can they... trade for Josh Hart. And listen, OG is a better player than Josh Hart, but I think the Knicks fans are thrilled with the decision that they ultimately made. Yeah, and, man, Sacramento Kings giving me that, that what, what year was it, 2013-14, like, Raptors-type vibe? Just, like, mm. kind of a Cinderella-type right. season, right? Right, right, right. That was the year uh, guys Rob come Ford showed up to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> And yours uh, truly from Etobicoke took a photo with him. Man. Oh, man. And my man Sabonis with a triple-double. He was putting, Yo, he was putting folks in the bonus last night. I have to say, I didn't I didn't text you this, yeah. but there was a play in the fourth quarter where Sabonis got wrapped up at the rim, and they put, and, him, in and the they put him in the bonus, and I, all I could think about <laughs> was your stupid little all-star <laughs> intro, man. <laughs> I was like, Yo, you really do be putting people in the bonus. This Good for is, him. This is my legacy. Alex is a ball-knower, this man. Is the leg- this is the, my legacy for this year, man. That one nursery rhyme. Uh, um, but while the entertainment from the first game, so the Warriors uh, lost another road game. Mm. Um, and yeah, I know, of course. Man. And almost, almost, I almost text you and was like, do you want to make the emergency call to Andy Lou for today? Oh, man. Uh, for, no, man. for five minutes. There's no but, way Andy's awake right now. But a lot of back and forth between Draymond and Dylan Brooks. Uh, let's score this fight here. Let's start with. So Draymond was on his podcast, the Draymond Green Show, had this to say as part of a longer rant about Dylan Brooks before the game. Look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you, not with you. The dynasty starts after you, not with you, is hard. You know what this... Yeah, first off, that's a bar. Second of all, last year, when obviously the Raptors didn't make it past the first round, but we continue to do the show throughout the course of the playoffs and through the free agency period. Mm. Um, during the finals, when obviously so much of the focus was on the Warriors, who eventually went on to win, I remember us doing... Draymond uh, Green show react pods. <laughs> yeah, we so we really us- have another Draypod react pod situation. <laughs> we were man. giving up. So Draymond Green show, by the way, um, number four uh, basketball podcast in Canada. Oh, really? Who, who's one, two, and three? Uh, number three is uh, our boys, uh, No Dunks. Oh, shout out to, no to Dunks, them. Man. Number two is the uh, Mark Titus show. Wasn't familiar with his game. Okay. Number one is the Raptor show with uh, Will Lou, right? Yeah. Here. All right. Yeah. Mm. So what is this podcaster beef? No, just no. I don't want to beef with Draymond, just man. Wanna, I'm good. Just you know, in case people going to f- be like, you know what? The in podcast case- <laughs> starts after you, not with you. In but case like, people oh, forgot, okay. no, how but- little you know about basketball? <laughs> no, that's a good one, man. Why do you say little like that too, man? Yeah, I don't know. It's very belittling. Um, how little, little. <laughs> this is my favorite drop from Derek Ray. No, the Draymond, Scotty the Draymond Barnes. React Pod is great, man. <laughs> Since Scotty Barnes, man. Um, uh, so how- Scotty Barnes. <laughs> that one always lifts our Yo, spirits. Honestly, man. if we if we just ever need to fill air, just please play that. Okay, just please play Shows, that. Scotty Barnes. Shows the surge. There's no way. Um, okay, out of five, how do you score that rant? I know you listen to the Oh, that's, that's a five out of five, man. Are so you giving that that's a five excellent. out yeah, of five? Yeah. So, so it's five nothing right now for Draymond. So then after the game yesterday, Dylan Brooks was interviewed, and here's what he had to say. What was the message that you had to Draymond? That's what I do. I talk. And, you know, I told him. I told I, I told him that, um, you know, keep that mic. Keep that mic. He's better at the mic than pooping. 
You know what I'm saying? So keep doing this podcast, keep blogging, keep doing this thing off the court. You know, it's cute. It's fun. For him. That's what my dad says to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, keep, keep doing a little podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little podcast. Keep blogging. Keep, keep blogging. Hooping? It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah. yeah. That's what he says to me every week. So I respect uh, that. Uh, okay. Before you score this one, yeah. though, so Dylan did go on to say after in the locker room that he thought it was a low blow what Draymond said on his podcast, trying to pit him against his teammates. Mm-hmm. And he said, quote, I ain't out here getting into physical altercations with my teammates. This is obviously referring yeah, to Draymond's bar. punch yeah, of Jordan Poole. And then Dylan somehow went on to talk about uh, the topic change to whether the Grizzlies need more veterans um, yeah, yeah. on their team. And, and Dylan said, who should we sign? Guys like Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard who <laughs> just want to get back for their own shine and not to help young guys. And then he went on to call Udonis Haslam a real vet. So t- Dwight okay. Howard's just chilling in Taiwan. Yo, l- let Dwight Howard <laughs> eat some chicken feet and, and collect a check in Taiwan, man. Come he on, has man. to get a text notification that oh Dylan Brooks has called him out. So oh. uh, uh, how are we scoring? We gave Draymond a five. How are we scoring Dylan Brooks' just post-game performance? Okay, here's the thing. The, I, I thought for me the, the walk-off interview wasn't great. Mm. Um, I think he could have like chose his words better, but mostly because of the fact that it's not fair because – he was just walking up the court. That's all the emotions. He just played, sure. you know, played a pretty significant role and then played pretty well in that game too. Um, but it wasn't like in the Draymond setting, he's like at home chilling. He could think about what he's going to say. And then he just comes out and executes it Yeah. versus this. He had to do it on the fly. I think he did better in the post game interview. Um, that, that point about Draymond is, is, is pretty good. Cause it was kind of a low blow to just be like out of nowhere. Cause the rest of it, I, I understood, right. Those, yeah. That was stuff that was out there, but for Draymond to put that out there, like, I think it was fair for, for, for Dylan to respond. But the funniest thing for me is, though, watching this game mm. where the Grizzlies won 131 to one, 100, uh, 110. Yeah. The game itself was nasty to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, like Steph made his threes or whatever, but the Warriors were just down immediately. The Grizzlies scored, what, 48? They had 48 in points quarter. in the first quarter. It was never really close. The Warriors made a series of fake comebacks, yeah. and ultimately they ended up losing. And the whole thing, I'm just like, this was a bad basketball product. And actually, I would have just preferred for Draymond and, and, and Dylan Brooks to have just... Bu- this could have been a podcast. Fight? No, that's, oh, it's just, it could have just been a podcast is my thing. They could have oh, skipped okay. the basketball portion for me personally. Yeah. But no, that's I like cute. it, man. That's no, I like cute. it. Also, I, I think all of this makes – because it's funny because in America, like, people mm. are all, like, really, like, I can't believe Dylan Brooks. But I think when you're in the GTA and you just understand that Dylan Brooks is a man from Mississauga, <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah. makes sense, actually. Everything makes complete sense. So. I didn't even think about the context of that. To me, I'm like, this is a Mississauga man, the evil Danny Green just terrorizing the NBA. Also, Danny Green was on that team this year, too. That's the funniest part, No, they're like, we only need Wario, man. Mario and Wario, man. That's wild. Who's the Waluigi in this situation? Might be Santi Aldama. No, he was great last night, too. Um, all right, so to be continued, yeah, yeah, to be continued. Um, you've got some make or miss, that's right. So, we have um, this is your favorite segment. Um, for some reason, you just love make or miss, it's a pretty standard thing. If you agree with the statement, you're gonna yeah. say make, if you disagree, it's gonna be missed. The point of it's supposed to be rapid fire. So, here we go. The first one is very simple midway through the fourth quarter, um, in their meeting on Wednesday, Kawhi drove past OG and posterized Yaka Pirtle. Make or miss, Yaka is the most posterized player in the league. I'm gonna have to say make. Uh, I think the other only other player that comes to mind for me is Utah Watanabe. Because um, oh, Utah does. Oh, why do we have both? Yeah, shouts, shouts to Utah. Both? Aaron Baines also got posted a lot, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudy Gobert too. I think got caught. Right. I guess the common trend is like these guys actually defend the basket. Sure. Like you're gonna catch yeah. a couple strays, right? But no, yes, but Yaka's been on some famous posters, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on. How many times did he did? Did Kawhi posterize him just once? 
on Wednesday. I swear he got dunked on at least twice. Well, but... Zubac got him a couple oh, times. Oh, that's as right. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, that's what Kawhi said. Wait, play that again. Yeah. That's what Kawhi said to Yakovit. <laughs> Kawhi said they traded you for me. I won a championship, Yo, and now I'm gonna dunk on you. The funniest thing with this is now Kawhi has bullied both parts of the Kawhi Leonard trade. Oh All right? my god! Obviously, we know what happened with Demar when oh, he first came back to Toronto. That's right. Kyle oh, and, and 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 Kawhi basically pants Demar. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it is what? homecoming. You know what? Stole the ball and dunked it on him at the end for the game winner. Oh and now God. he's posted Yaka Pertle. Kawhi Leonard, you a bully, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes, he somehow, him and Uncle Dennis took the five million that the Spurs gave the Raptors, man. I, uh... <laughs> what? What's going on, Derek? No, no way. What is that sound? All right, what's next? Next I, one. Uh... What is that? All right. Um, Next, 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 next make or miss. All right. LeBron said he was dreaming about watching oh, North Carolina yeah. and oh, yeah. Duke. At the national championship game mm. with Michael Jordan. So LeBron is dreaming about this, right? Mm. Um, it was 95-94 with five seconds left. North Carolina had the ball, and then LeBron said he had to wake up and pee. Mm. And so you couldn't finish out the dream. Make her miss. Do you also dream up a basketball? And also, is LeBron lying? Because uh, this is so detailed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, miss, like, I don't dream about basketball. Um, Have you ever dreamed about hoops? Probably have, but it, okay. it, yeah, it would be a similar scenario, like just in probably involving me, like hitting a three pointer. That's how you know it's a dream. But do you um, dream about the time and score and possession? No, not that, not in this detail. <laughs> I wonder who was, so, was there a foul to give in I'm this gonna situation? Have to call, I'm going to have to call Cap on this one as well. Also, LeBron, yeah. just, you know, get better. You're literally on a scooter just like Will Lou right now. Like, no, not know, me, please, man. It's snowing like crazy. Please, um, TTC, please just, just get well soon. But LeBron is so funny, man. No, LeBron Watching is LeBron become, because LeBron and I are the same age and, um, yeah, oh. he's uh, slowly evolving into a 38-year-old person on social no, media. Whenever LeBron gets injured nowadays, he becomes like, he just sits at home, drinks wine, gets tips, and he's like, nah, my son better <laughs> than these guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I love it. I actually really like it. <laughs> um, right. Next What's one. Next? All right. So uh, Josh Hart was asked uh, about if the Knicks lost their nine-game win streak to Charlotte uh, earlier in the week because of fatigue. And he answered that people are actually getting up at 6 a.m. to work 12-hour shifts, and those people are actually tired, and that we have to keep NBA player fatigue in perspective when we speak about it. Make or miss, should athletes stop discussing rest slash workload for better PR? Uh, miss, no, I think that's a really good point from Josh Hart. Yeah, I, okay. I think, you know, when I come in here and work for an hour, you always put me in perspective as well, you know, whenever I try to complain. Are you tired right now? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, no comment. <laughs> Not fair. fair. Yeah. Uh, Shout to Josh Hart, by the way. Nine, Shots Josh nine points, Shots every 15 Josh rebounds, seven assists. The Knicks are nine and one with him in the lineup. Yo, best trade deadline move. Bro, this uh, is, this is a used line, by the way. Yeah, best trade deadline move. Yeah, no, Maybe I, a better uh, one. Well, KD is well. KD is pretty good, but we'll see when he gets back. All right, next one. Uh, during that epic 176 to 175 game between mm. the Kings and the Clippers, saw that one fan on on the Kings side uh, did a rock the baby oh, taunt to Russell it. Westbrook, yes. yes, who then had him removed from the game. Make or miss? Does the NBA care about the <laughs> consumer? Uh, miss. So, <laughs> yo, come on, man. No, like, I've, you know what? I've seen I have seen several occasions now of of Russell Westbrook pointing out courtside fans and having them removed. And I think we've seen examples of other NBA players do this too. Yeah, yeah. And listen, like a lot of times we're not sure exactly how far these fans are crossing the lines of what they're saying to the players. Yes, right? I hear you. Yeah. But if it's just like I'm doing the make, if yo, it's the just, baby yeah. into Westbrook, Westbrook does just, it all the time. If it's just a taunting, then that's come on. Like yeah. that's just part of the game. Right. That's just part of the game. So I hear you. Don't f with the peaky blinders. Oh, wow. No, nah, salute. No, play that other one that I still don't know what it I is. I think it was un someone in the chat said that was Uncle I, Roger. Uh, 
that's Uncle Roger. You know the 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 guy who does the, the it's Asian Uncle accent. Roger, yes. Oh, okay. He's like I only Malaysian know, or can't. Or I only know or Uncle Dennis. Um, all right, what's next? <laughs> All right. Um, Next one. When the Raptors beat the Wizards last weekend, that clinched the 44th consecutive sub-50 win season for Washington. Make or miss, are the Washington Wizards the most mid-NBA franchise? Make, it has to be. 44 Um, years in a row, they have not hit the 50-win plateau. They're basically, yeah, they're basically, you know what they need? They need like a Clippers-era type run. Because like the Clippers were very mid until like the past decade or decade and a half. Like yeah. if you talked about this topic like in two thousand and like five or whatever, the Clippers would be there. Because gotcha. I think they okay. had like one player, and then they, obviously they had Lob City. You know they have this run now. Like the Wizards, <laughs> what is this run now? <laughs> you know, whatever the load management, yeah, era? whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. But like what what is the best thing that the Wizards have had that one time with John John Wall and John Wall hit the and, game winner, danced on, uh, and, jumped yeah. on the stage, and then I think they lost to Keller Olynyk like, the next game. Right. They they yeah. they took the Celtics to Game Seven, right? Well, they saw those too, but that's different. Oh yeah, yeah, that was tough. Um, yes, they are the most mid team in NBA. Yeah, forty four consecutive wins. That's like you seasons. would think you would just fluke your way into one fifty win season. Yeah. No, bro, the Raptors 50 had, is not yo, that the, hard. During the same time, while the Wizards were actually good, the Raptors yeah. won 56 games starting Louis Scola and Damari Carroll. Yeah. Dwayne Casey, man. Um. Okay, all right. <laughs> Maybe they got a hard Dwayne. I don't know. What? All right, next one. Uh, Pau Gasol had mm. his number 16 retired in L.A. this week. Um, many beautiful tributes were, were, were brought forward, including mm. Jimmy Butler, who flew across the country during his off day just to surprise him in L.A. Um, yeah, the, the Heat were playing... Monday and Wednesday at right. home. On the Tuesday, Jimmy Butler decided to fly out to L.A., which mm. is not a short trip, um, just to surprise um, former teammate uh, Pau Gasol at his retirement ceremony. Great thing to do. Make or miss, Jimmy Butler is both the best and the worst teammate in the league. <laughs> yeah, uh, make because, um, first of all, you I had no, I forgot that, that Jimmy and Pau were teammates yep. uh, on the Bulls until you reminded me. So, you know, they clearly did not spend that much time together, uh, mm. had a lot of success together. And for them to do that, for Jimmy to do that is great. But also he is the worst, best and worst because he will fly cross country to pay tribute to a teammate, but he will also fly cross country to just show up to like Wolves practice and beat you with some third stringers. Yeah. So I mean, he's super chaotic. And then sit down with Rachel Nichols and destroy the whole franchise. <laughs> and then, um, uh, yeah, no, we got to talk about. He's your, should, he's your career icon, by what? the way. We should draft franchise killers, man. Jimmy's up there, Kyrie. Yeah. By the way, Raptors, Lakers tonight at 10 p.m. on Sportsnet 590, the fan. And make sure you catch the Raptors reaction podcast with William Liu live after the game. All right, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Will Liu, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Thanks once again to producer and co-host Alex Wong, work producer Derek Brandale, and Jennifer Rowland for helping on the YouTube stream. And we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your weekend.